Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Uh, We are excited to be here with you tonight. We have Vivian Kimball on the show tonight. How are you doing, Vivian? I'm fine. Thank you, CJ. Thank you for having me uh, for the opportunity to talk about my book, My Life. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. We're excited to have you and to learn so much from you tonight, guys. Vivian is here, and she is best known for two of her memoirs, From Rubble to Champagne and Lessons Learned About Life and Love, which both carry strong themes of gratitude and resilience. And when I'm re- when I hear that title from rubble to champagne i just i just absolutely love that because it has a strong resonance of you from nothing to just diamonds and glory and everything and i just want to hear so much about how it goes from one to the other so vivian it's an amazing yeah i I want to hear so much more (laughs) Um, thank you for your interest. Um, well, it is an amazing story. You know, I I chose that title because I literally came out of the rubble of Berlin. I was born in the epicenter of Nazi Germany at the height of Nazi Germany. Wow. And um, I was born illegitimate uh, and uh, therefore also uh, deemed stateless. You know, when you are an Ill- illegitimate child, you get you have the uh, get the nationality of the father since i had no father i had no country so oh. i had many strikes against me and uh, i remember the aftermath you know of world war 2 ravaged berlin and uh, being constantly hungry and cold and uh, my mother worked in the black market to support us anything to bring food on the table because I had a sister who was illegitimate as well. But nonetheless, we had the most fiercely devoted mother who instilled love and great values in us. And that is what really counts in life. And she uh, always brought us up to to have a dream. You know, she she uh, she always brought us up uh, to have a dream and uh, but it was very tough, you know. I had to practically ask for scraps uh, for my cat, whereas my mother—it was not for us. My mother made soups, you know, from those scraps. Mm-hmm. I remember myself going with a little pail, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it just now, which with, with what is going on in the Ukraine, it just magnifies the whole thing. You know, you think that people would learn from past experiences from that horrible aggression human aggression of war you would think people would learn but no it continues very very sad indeed but i thought 
I have a story within me that people want to know about, you know, in order to learn from the past. And I was the weakest link. I had problems uh, following the concepts of the teacher in school. Uh, I was condemned, I was condemned dumb to my mother and I had to repeat the first grade. It, uh, it did not help my self-esteem. I had none, I had no self-esteem. I felt worthless. And uh, in the end, we, my mother, at the, when I was about 13, my mother immigrated to, to Canada. You know, we were a wave of struggling German immigrants in Canada. And at 14, I asked my mother, because we had problems even in the country in Canada as we arrived, because there was no work to be found and we didn't speak the language. And uh, so we were, on the brink of despair again and uh, my mother walked into a church with me and asked uh, the priest for assistance to keep us afloat the priest handed us 35 dollars i remember that so we kept on going my mother bought the staples so we we got through this tough time and at the age of 14 i asked my mother if i could not work to support the family and she went she had to get a special permit uh, because of that child labor law and so uh, she got the permit and I landed a job and I thought it was a dream job at, a, at um, a dentist who wanted to teach me to become a dental assistant. And I was always willing to, to grow and, and learn and do my best. And uh, uh, one day, one of his uh, friends, he, I was only 14, his, one of his friends in the mid forties, he came in and while the doctor was not there, while I was alone, with him and sexually abused me. And that was very traumatic for me to actually talk about it, to tell him, my boss, what happened. And because I was so ashamed, so embarrassed and so innocent, but I did muster up the courage to tell him because I was afraid he would come back and do it again. So, but I told my mother about this. My mother said, you have to leave. And so I left that position and then started working at a five and 10 cent store at Woolworths behind a lunch counter. I had no experience other and I was always eager to please and made sandwiches with care and heart for people. And, uh, but I knew in order to uh, grow and to further myself, because that, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to improve my station in life. And so I went uh, to night school and I learned to stenography and to type. And eventually there was a job opening at Volkswagen Sales and Service, that iconic car dealership. And I got the job right away during my lunch hour. I went there to apply and I got it right away. And, but that was not the ideal thing. I worked there in a, in a room full of older women, no camaraderie, no connection. And I spiraled into deep depression. And I thought, you know, no matter how much I try, you know, I don't seem to, to be able to get anywhere. I became deeply depressed. And I had bought, at that time I was 17, and I had bought a used car already for myself. And I heard somewhere that when you close a garage door and start the motor, you know, that carbon monoxide would render you unconscious and yeah. you drift to your ultimate end. So that is what I did. Unbelievable, oh uh, but that's what I did because I was young. I did not know that, that life can change 
you know, it's not static. I was young and I had no idea and I just gave up. And it was a miracle that a little girl, while I was sitting there in the car with the motor running the close to our garage door, a little girl came up to my window and said, what are you doing? And I immediately turned off the motor, opened the garage door. She must have been around six years old. And I told her meekly, I'm going to wash my car. And she skipped off blissfully unaware she had saved my life. And I thought, where did she come from? And I realized there was a side door and she must have come in there. It was a garage uh, of a duplex. I, I rented that garage from the owner of a duplex. So, you know, I clung to a glimmer of hope and just kept on going, you know. And uh, so I... Uh, I uh, uh, had the courage to keep on going and uh, eventually there was a, a position open um, downstairs as, uh, to be a secretary for the service manager. And I, since I knew typing and stenography, I got the job and things became better. I had life around me, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I, I started to have uh, be more hopeful. And at the age of 20, a customer came in, bought a Porsche, and he became my husband. Oh, wow. And he was also a German immigrant, and he also had uh, a lot of uh, uh, adversities behind him, a lot of challenges. He, had, he was four years older, so he remembers the war and the flight from Germany uh, mm. uh, where they had to fall down on, on their stomachs, lie down when the flies, the, the planes came over and shot, you know. And he was uh, also in a in a labor camp uh, in a room with thirteen people. Um, four, seven of them was his family, were his family, and the rest were strangers. And they were all in one room in bunk beds and had one pail in the middle where they would do their business, you know. And so it was a it was a horrible experience for him, but we connected because perhaps because we were both immigrants and we both had so much tragedy behind us. And uh, he encouraged me to learn and grow and was always the wind beneath my wings. And he, uh, uh, he just believed in me and it was so beautiful to have someone believe in you. And that gave me built me up and gave me confidence and I learned to pilot a plane. I ran a marathon wow. just because he said, you can do this. And I helped him in his business. And so I became confident. So from the weakest link, I became the strongest link. And my message in this book, it's a book about love and the human spirit and about resilience. We can overcome and I want to help those that feel suppressed and defeated. Mm. So, and then I decided, you know, my life was so perfect. Of course, I, I had, uh, uh, you always have challenges. We will always be confronted with challenges because uh, life is a cycle of ups, constant ups and downs. It was also perfect. And then I was diagnosed at the age of 70 with breast cancer. Wow. And uh, then I, that was like, a shock for me, of course, but I already by that time had such an optimistic outlook on life. It was so positive. Uh, and I thought when I went home, I thought, how am I going to deal with cancer? And then I said, 
you know, I said, I'm not going to be the victim. I uh, was optimistic. I was grateful, immensely grateful that they found it at an early stage. So there my gratitude kicked in and uh, I already felt a shift. And I felt that already a shift. And I kept on being positive about it. And I've been cancer-free for, for nine years. I had the operation. I had to go through the radiation, all that. But I did it with positivity and hope. And I want to uh, stress that it's so important to stay optimistic, positive, and never to lose hope. And I wanted to pass that on to others. And uh, then I decided to write this book because I thought this is a story I think people need to hear about and maybe derive strengths from it because everybody struggles at some point in time. You know, challenges are part of life. You know, they, they, that is what makes us strong and it builds resilience. So uh, I, I wanted to share that and I write, wrote that book in appreciation for my husband for all that he has done for me and i gave this book for his as a gift for his 80th birthday wow. and uh, so that's how from rubble to champagne uh, came about mm -hmm. and all these years i've been uh, you know studying the works of the great philosophers the great minds and poets that give us values and uh, it made so much sense. They helped me make sense of the world. They showed me the way. And I applied these, that wisdom in my life. And I want, I, I, this book is all about what I've learned, how I apply this wisdom, and it, how it helps me and would help others. And also another challenge came up. My husband was diagnosed with two very serious illnesses, and I almost lost him last year. Hmm. while I was writing my second book and I thought he may not get to read this book. And again, this was dedicated to him uh, to show people what a truly beautiful soul he is. And um, he was, uh, when he was diagnosed with a, a serious heart disease and advanced liver disease, uh, I decided, you know, we're going to lick this. This is our disease, I said to him. Uh, we are going to uh, lick this and it just once again shows that with positivity and optimism, you can work miracles. And I also write about the aging process. I'm now going to be in May, I'll be 79. I feel strong. I feel this is a beautiful stage in my life because thank heaven I'm, I'm healthy now. Yeah. And uh, I uh, have maintained curiosity and interest. And I believe, you know, age to see it as a deficiency or decline, I think that's wrong. You know, mm -hmm. it is a time where we can move forward and do things that we have not done before and use our wisdom. Yes. You know, there's so much to give and uh, 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 there's so much beauty in aging, really, because I see it as wisdom and strength. And I want to also build others up that are my age or even older, how we can see this as part, being positive instead of negative. Yeah, and make I, something beautiful of aging. I agree with you 100%. A lot of people look at it as a decline. Once you get to a certain age, you're, you're going down. But I think that age is something not afforded to everybody. Not everybody right. gets an opportunity Again. to age. Yes. 
And it is a, the, one of the greatest gifts that we could ever have is the ability to age. And yes. with that comes opportunities to learn more and to like every day that I wake up, I am blessed to have an opportunity to know what I know that I didn't know the day before and yes. to grow even more in my wisdom and my learning. And I, I think you, oh, the way you said it is so elegant. We have to really reinforce uh, the, the, our belief in the preciousness of life. You know, mm -hmm. I say this now, I sit here because I have the most, I have the really the inner dignity of a fully loved life. Mm -hmm. And that therefore, even though I, at the age of 17, I tried to take this very life and now I see how precious it is, how mm -hmm. beautiful it can be, you know, and how I would encourage people if you see someone that has little self-confidence and is down, if you can lift that person up, to me, that is the most beautiful thing a, a human being can do, to lift others up. Because we are here to carry each other, you yeah. know, and walk each other home. And I think this is, uh, it's all a mindset. You know, it's a mindset. Right. But life is, is so truly beautiful. And even when we're old and even... Some people, you know, debility has the upper hand. I can see how uh, difficult that must be, but we can still be and we can still uh, have our wisdom and share that with others. You mm -hmm. know, there, there are many ways to still be valuable. I think we need to uh, see older people not as burdens, but as, uh, as important people, as important. Old is not less than young it's just like the color blue is not better than red it's just different and it has so much to offer experience is worth its weight in gold absolutely yeah. and you know uh, it's life experiences they are uh, they are more more convincing than theories yes you know i've lived through it and this is why i want to write about it here i've been there. I want people yeah. to understand I've been there. We can do hard things, you know, mm -hmm. with the right mindset and gratitude. As CJ, I find gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. You know, when we are grateful, negative emotions are replaced with positive ones. And that leads to happiness and inner contentment. It does. And, you know, I, I like your story of the little girl who came in um, and and saved your life i think that she was put there at a very strategic moment in your life so that you could share this message and it makes you wonder yeah mm -hmm. she wasn't there in a forceful way a lot of people think that they have to force their way into showing you how to be grateful and they have to well you need to do this and you need to do that and you have to and she just, just quietly came and she says what are you doing yeah. And it was such a such a deliberate yet peaceful way. Yeah, that's to... a nice way that you say this, uh, CJ. I really like it. I've never heard it from that, but so true. Yeah. And there has to be a greater meaning. You know, I believe, you know, I have all my my needs are filled. You know, I don't really, I, I like beautiful things. Uh, I enjoy them. They bring me a, a good mood. It's all this, but I realize that's only transient. And I want to chisel away and work more 
instead of on the outside, I want to work more from within to reach that lasting contentness, you know, to, uh, to be la uh, content, that, uh, con to have a contentment that lasts. And that comes from within, it's intrinsic. And that's what I'm so working at. And uh, I already feel it. I feel like, like I said, I have the most beautiful life you can imagine. It's peaceful. It's with peaceful awareness that I go through life and gratitude, immense, immense gratitude for the smallest of things. Yeah. When you heard gratitude is a beautiful way of putting it. Yes. yes. And I think uh, CJ, when you deeply hurt, I think then you ask the deepest questions and you also have more empathy for others mm. because you know what it's like to hurt. Yes. So I believe somehow uh, we are here for, we have a, a purpose. We're here, we're here for a reason. And this intervention with this little girl was, I don't think it was fortuitous. I think it, it, there was a deeper meaning for it. I think I'm here as a guide now to, to uh, show people the way it can be done. I've done it. You can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, and if you, you cannot, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. If you cannot find a person, like I was very fortunate that my husband came into my life and saw the potential in me because he obviously he saw that I was always uh, striving and trying to do my very best. Um, if you if you're not as fortunate to have that person come into your life, you know, there are books out there. There are books that will tell you, that will guide you. From Like I did, I bought the, the books from the philosophers, from great minds, from poets that have shown me the way. It's possible for, for each and every one of us to learn how to do it, to find a way uh, for someone to show us whether it's personally or in a book. If you pay attention, attention, attention. I think attention, when, when you pay attention and are aware of the smallest of things, you know, you come into a full report with life. You're right. And the, the great philosophers were human beings who had went through things in their life and were able to articulate it into a book and into communicative messages in order to share with other people the very same way that you have done so yes. whereas aristotle and all the other great philosophers of those days that we we know and we understand who's to say that vivian and other people who are writing books right now our children and their children don't look to you and your message as the great philosophers that they understand and they connect with. So yes. it's it's very important that when you you are given a message that you are saved, whether it be a, a little girl who walks in when you're you're trying to leave this world, or another way that that stops you from leaving this world. When, when something intervenes so divinely that way and you and you are able to share it, it it's almost you have to share that message yes yes yeah. it was a divine intervention and i feel i have to uh, share that message you're so right yes yes and uh, um, also you know today we are in this treadmill on this treadmill people cannot really find lasting contentment because 
we are always trying to get more and more of everything. And in the meantime, we are so underdeveloped within. We're downright impoverished. We just work on the outside, not on the inside. And I think we need to make a change there. Don't you think? I agree with you. And what would you, how would you say an individual would, would do that? What would be their first step to try to work on the inside? Yeah, you know, first, I think you ask yourself, how do I find my way to lasting contentment? That's what I ask myself, really. You know, and what you do is actually you set a, a foundation uh, for practice, you know, and then you, uh, you dedicate yourself to that practice and show up for it. You know, you, you stay the course. And, uh, and I think that's what it is. You, you uh, find a way to move forward that, that is virtuous and, uh, and, uh, and loving and, uh, and uh, go find the right path and stay on that path and stay dedicated, devoted to it. You know, that's how I, I am with everything that I do. Uh, I ask myself, where is this going to take me, number one? And then uh, I, I uh, make a plan and then I follow it. Mm, a lot of people, um, I think that is some of the problems with um, just the world is, is following the plan and staying on the path. There's so many things that distract you from that. Yes, yes, it, 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 it can be hard, but it, it's a question of what's important to me. What is on my, my list of priorities? You know, for, for many, many years, for a long time, I was very materialistic. And, uh, and uh, but then comes a time, you know, we, when we realize all this, these, these things, you know, these, the, these nice things, they are beautiful and there's nothing evil about them. But if that's the only thing you can, that, that is the only way you can find contentment, then I would say you're on the wrong path. You want lasting contentment. And that comes, find the joy, find the joy in the everyday ordinary things which seem maybe ordinary, but they're not. They're the big things. I take a loaf of bread, CJ, and I will never, when I slice that bread, I will never just slice the slice of bread. I will always do it with awareness and gratitude because I once was hungry, you know? Sometimes, you yeah. know, these things, they, these, these um, experiences, they made their mark on me, but they made me resilient. They made me grateful. So, you know, I don't wish this kind of a life on any young person that I had, uh, but I am grateful for it that I went through these experiences because I can see, you know, and I make the ordinary special, you know, everything, look, look go out, look at the, look at the, the sun rising, look at the flower, you know, um, uh, uh, blooming, uh, I love to garden. Garden is a real and honest thing. I love the, the soil, the warm soil in my hands. And I, I uh, feel close to God that way. I'm very, it's, it's very real. It's very honest, I think. Yeah. I've said it before and I, I, I always say it. It's in the ordinary where you find the extraordinary. So, true. you know, and people don't see it. It's not that they, no one tells them, 
it's they then unable to hear or unable to see but if you pay attention you can it's put your mind to it say what do i want do i want lasting peace and contentment that is wealth cj that is the true wealth i can say this because i experience it yeah i agree with you 100 percent. i wish this, this is for everyone yeah what a what a wonderful way of thinking and what an amazing journey vivian i i am so blessed to to hear your story and from where you came from in 2013 i had the opportunity to go live in germany um, through my military oh. career we went to um Spengdalen. we were living in Spengdalen for three years i lived in niederkeil to be exact that was a little village oh. we lived in and I loved it. Um, it was a different time, obviously. Uh, we didn't go through the trials and tribulations that you and your family had to go through. Right. I look at what what is going on in the world now, and it's almost history repeating itself, but only it's, in a different area. Uh, yes. I don't actually understand how, how th that's still happening in the world. But you know what it is, CJ? I think it's ego. It's that ego that has a stranglehold on people. Uh, that uh, that power, that craving for power, more, more land, more, you know, being more important. And I think as long as we have this unhealthy ego, ego is good uh, uh, in balance because we have to have a certain amount of ego in order to function in this Western world. We have to have that. But when it it's out of proportion, that's when it leads to suffering. And it's that ego, I think without that horrible ego. And you know, at the time when I, I left Germany, I was 13 and I remember the boat making its way into the water. My experiences in Germany were not good ones. I, I felt very, I did not feel welcome because I was not accepted as a, a German citizen. I had, uh, uh, so many strikes against me that, that my memories were not good. And yet I was born and raised there. And when I left, I had tears in my eyes because I left everything that was, that was familiar to me. And I so feel for those poor people in the Ukraine now. But I know that feeling. I left everything that was familiar to me and I vowed and I actually manifested my life at that time already. I vowed to myself, I said, one day I will return and I will come back beautifully dressed and successful and I will show them. Can you believe that? Wow. I manifested my life and I, it's something I put that seed in my mind and I watered that seed. Yes, the road, the path was long and, and hard, um, you know, to, to walk that long path, to find my way to fulfillment and, and, uh, uh, uh to find that it was a long long road but i stayed with the course i stayed the course and did you ever return to germany oh yes then i returned the first time with my husband he uh, wanted he asked me uh, we met and uh, dated and uh, then he wanted to introduce me to his mother and he was going overseas and he wanted to take me along and i said oh, I can't, I can't travel. I'm not unmarried. I can't travel. I was very, uh, I did not want to follow the path that my mother 
it took. Uh, my mother, um, uh, she was a rebel, a nonconformist, but like I said, she was uh, ahead of her time, but she was, uh, she had a hard life because of that, especially during that time, having two illegitimate children in Nazi Germany. Can you imagine Germans so rigid? But she went against all grades, and I said to myself, I'm going to uh, take a different route. I'm going to, uh, I live in a society, I'm going to abide by it, and I'm going to uh, do my very best. And uh, uh, I wanted, I did not want to make the same mistakes. But then on the other hand, were they mistakes that my mother made? Actually not, because she has two, she had two loving daughters with good and and instill great values my sister is the same way as i am so i think we we are uh, a contribution to society i truly believe that of myself i look in the mirror and i say to myself i'm decent i'm the way i want to be i take so i make self checks i take inventory of myself every once mm -hmm. I, in a while i ask myself is this the right thing? You know, because things want to sneak in sometimes as we yeah. go through life. So no, that's not how I want to be. So to get back to the story, my husband wanted to take me over and say, I can't do that. I can't, you know. So I stayed behind and he uh, stayed in touch with me, with me in German, while in Germany. And I said, something inside of me told me I must do this. You know, I must do this. So I did follow. I went over and... Uh, he took me to the south of France and I fell in love, truly in love. And then we came back and he asked, uh, he wanted to, uh, in, uh, 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 wanted to be engaged with me. And then shortly thereafter, he asked me to marry him. So it was a beautiful love story and it is still yes. a love story. Oh, I've been wow. married for 57 years. I love him with all my heart. He, uh, did not just teach me to make it in life. He taught me to thrive. I have so much to be grateful. And that's why this book came out. That's beautiful. 50, over 50 years of marriage. 57 years of marriage. And it, it's, it's a beautiful to this day. It just changes. You know, love has so many facets. At first, it's the physical love. And then it's, uh, then there are other facets, you know, the nurturing, the sense of responsibility, you know, all that, all that he has. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. And, and like I said, let us be grateful for everything. Let us never depreciate because the more empty we feel, you know, the more it's because we depreciate. Yeah. Well, we, we, but we don't as we age we just we just get better and we grow Hopefully. more yes. as individuals yes. yeah yes. so yes. can you give us the name of your two books again vivian yes the first name of the book the first book was from rubble to champagne rising from the subtitle is rising from the ashes of war torn berlin to a life of grace beauty and gratitude Mm. And the second book is called Lessons Learned in Life and Love, mm -hmm. Living with Intention and the Wisdom of Great Minds. Absolutely beautiful. This is this is an amazing story going. I'm just uh, you hear the clicking because I'm adding your website into the 
Facebook and the YouTube. I want to make sure if anybody wants to go and visit and learn more about you or your book, they have the opportunity. So I'm adding that in there now. Um, It's an absolutely amazing story because a lot of people don't know what it was truly like back then. They also don't understand what it is like to have to escape a place um, and then how to stay positive. They they can't find that place in their head. And I know personally... You know, I, I struggle with it at times. I, I go into dark places and then I have to pull myself out and then I'm good for a while and I go back into a dark place and I have to pull myself out. Don't even allow and, yourself to go to that dark place. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, stay positive because your mind is your kingdom. You know, Absolutely. you only let in what you allow it to let in. Mm-hmm. I don't allow any negativity to enter my mind. And love, love is the biggest most powerful thing that you can uh, imagine it, it is it blocks it, it it releases blocks blocked energy it it unconditional love is the most beautiful thing where there you don't expect anything it's not i love you for this and i love you for that i just love that means i experiencing the harmonies of life mm. you know that is that is you know, it eludes most people because they see it as a sentiment. But mm-hmm. in reality, it is it is what I do. I, I enjoy the harmonies of life. Mm, enjoy the harmonies of life. That is, yes. that is a beautiful... That is, you go out and everything strokes you the right way. It has nothing to do with things. You mm-hmm. know, everything seems one and everything is one. When, when it comes down to it, we're all interconnected, deeply interconnected. And the more we realize that, the kinder we are toward others. This, this war would not happen. That's true. That is very true. You know, and what you do when these people, it's so tragic. It's so tragic that, that when I see these faces and everything they build, you know, in their lives is, is destroyed. But then I remember as a child, we call them the rubble women in Berlin. They had kerchiefs around their head, and all they did was um, um, pound the mortar off the bricks from the ruins to rebuild, you know, to rebuild. So people stoop and they rebuild from something that is broken. It can be done. Absolutely. It can be done. And, uh, you know, our life is, all the, is the quest of our life is the meaning really is not uh, just to find pleasure it is uh, it is to find purpose you know to find purpose is so important purpose also breeds resilience and uh, so we have to have a purpose we have to get up be able to get up in the morning oh, i'm going to do something and you know in the meaning in if you really think about the meaning it's in in work it's doing something that is significant Mm-hmm. And in love, it's taking care of someone, caring for someone, which I'm doing for my husband now, which is great joy. It's great joy to care for someone, yeah. especially someone that has been so good to you, you know. Right. I think everybody should find their purpose. And once they do that, then they'll have a more fulfilled life. And I thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing wisdom 
with us. Your your books, I think people are going to find inspiring, and they should definitely go and take a look at them. I appreciate you being here with us tonight, Vivian, and sharing your Thank story, you. your life story, your love story as well, yes. because it's a beautiful it's, love story. It is. It is. It is really one of a kind. And But we can all have this uh, if we don't just always think of me, me, me. Let's think of us. Let's, let's uh, use that pronoun us instead of me all the time. What can I do instead of, oh, what can I get out of this? Absolutely. Ask yourself, what can I do? This is how we better the world. You know, I want to leave this place a little bit better than I found it. And that is my mission to help others. And if my books will fall on uh, uh, fruitful ground, so to speak, if um, then that would uh, fulfill my mission. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Now, is the your website the best place that people can reach you? Yes, website. I'm on Instagram, website. I'm on Facebook as well. Okay. And Twitter, I'm everywhere. I have a podcast, with, which is called Lessons Learned About Light and Love, where I discuss, you know, we talk about everything, about faith, about anxiety, about loss, grief, you know, uh, love, everything. And I think it's it's all human emotions. And I think it's important. It's important because we live in the world of our feelings. Mm. Now, um, I have your website up on the Facebook and the YouTube, but in a couple of days, this is going to go over on the podcast. So they can't actually see the website. Can So can you tell them what your website is so they can hear it and they'll be able to go and plug it into their browsers? Yes. Uh, who do I tell that to? Um, yes. Just if you could say it out loud so the podcast people that oh. are listening. The, oh, the website is vivianknaver.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us tonight, Vivian. I've enjoyed conversating with you, learning about your story, your love story, all the positivity and learning that not only learning, but reinforcing the fact that as we grow, it's not a decline. It's actually mm -hmm. this beautiful opportunity to be more inclined to learn and become a better version of yourself every single day. That so too, and so share much. the wisdom and help others. You yeah. Know? So thank you so There's much. So for being much beauty here. in aging. Thank you so much, CJ, for having me, for allowing me to have a voice. I truly enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks everybody for watching, and we will see you guys next time, either here on Facebook, YouTube, or over on the podcast. So make sure you guys tune in. Bye, Vivian. Bye, everybody. Bye. -bye. Thank you, Bye. CJ. Thank you. Author's Porch is a certified veteran-hosted podcast. Show your support. Tune in, share, and subscribe.